0: Revelation chapter 10. Revelation 10 through Revelation 11, verse 14 is what is known as an interlude. It's between the sixth and the seventh trumpet, or the second and third woe. It's like putting this whole section in parentheses. John is describing an event that takes place after the sixth trumpet sounds but before the seventh trumpet sounds. It would be like someone telling you a story, but somewhere in the middle they would stop and say, oh, but I must tell you that this also happened or you won't fully understand the ending of my story. That is what John is doing here. He is filling in important details before he continues on to the seventh trumpet so we can better understand what's happening. And I saw still another mighty angel coming down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head. His face was like the sun, and his feet like pillars of fire. These chapters of Revelation are dealing with Israel, so it is not surprising that Jesus is being called here by the name that Israel is familiar with throughout their history the angel of the lord Jesus is the only one in the bible described as being clothed with a cloud a rainbow on his head his face shining as the sun and his feet a pillar of fire sometimes Jesus appeared as a man also such as when he appeared to Abraham as melchizedek king of salem genesis 14 verses 18 through 20 states Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. This is known as a theophany. In the Greek, it is theophania and means a visible manifestation of a deity. In the New Testament, when St. Stephen was being questioned by the high priest about what happened to Moses in the Old Testament, he tells the high priest in Acts chapter 7 verse 30 And when forty years were expired, there appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush what really proves that this mighty angel is Jesus can be found in revelation 11:3 and 4 where the mighty angel tells John and I will give power to my two witnesses only God has the authority to give power to anybody he says they are his two witnesses chapter 10 verses 2 through 11 And he had a little book open in his hand. And he sat his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roars. And when he cried out, seven thunders uttered their voices. Now when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write. But I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up the things which the seven thunders uttered and do not write them. And the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land lifted up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, Go take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. And I went to the angel and said to him, Give me the little book. And he said to me, Take it and eat it, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it, and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, You must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. There are many different opinions as to what this little book is, but what does the Word of God say it is? This is not the first time in the scriptures that someone was told to eat a scroll or two. Ezekiel chapter 2 verses 7 through 10 and chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 God said to Ezekiel the prophet You must speak my words to them meaning Israel whether they listen or fail to listen for they Israel are rebellious but son of man listen to what I say to you do not rebel like that rebellious house open your mouth and eat what I give you. Then I looked, and I saw a hand stretched out to me. In it was a scroll, which he unrolled before me. On both sides of it were written words of lament, mourning, and woe. And he said to me, Son of man, eat what is before you. Eat this scroll. Then go and speak to the house of Israel. So I, Ezekiel, I opened my mouth, and he gave me the scroll to eat. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you, and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Then he said to me, Son of man, go now to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. You are not being sent to a people of obscure speech and difficult language but to the house of Israel, not to many people of obscure peace, peace, speech sorry and dif- difficult language, whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I had sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the house of Israel is not willing to listen to you, because they are not willing to listen to me. For the whole house of Israel Is hardened and obstinate. Ezekiel used almost the same identical words as John did. It was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Remember, we are between the sixth and the seventh woe of Revelation. Ezekiel's scroll was also filled with lamentations and mourning and woe. Just as Ezekiel had to go to the house of Israel and prophesy to them after eating the scroll, so John is told that he must prophesy again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings, which John did after he was released from exile from the Isle of Patmos. John is still prophesying today through this book, the book of Revelation. The little book could possibly be the book that Daniel was told to seal up till the end of time, not till the time of the end, sorry, not to the end of time. That book is also a book of woe, mourning, and doom for Israel. So horrible were the things that Daniel was shown about the end times that he was sick and lamented for days. Daniel chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 states, And the vision of the evenings and mornings, which was told, is true. Therefore seal up the vision, for it refers to many days in the future. And I, Daniel, fainted and was sick. For days afterwards I rose and went about the king's business. I was astonished by the vision but no one understood it. As John read the little book and saw the deliverance of his people, the final victory of the Lamb and the setting up of the kingdom, it was truly sweet as honey in his mouth. However, when he saw the suffering and destruction that was to come upon Israel before God delivers them, the reign of the Antichrist, and the pouring out of the vials, it was bitter in his soul. The mighty angel set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the land, showing his dominion over all the earth, land, and sea. In Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Daniel says, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power over... All peoples, nations, and men of every language, and they worshiped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, therefore God exalted him, talking about Jesus, to the highest place. And gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father Jesus swears by himself that there should be time no longer Genesis chapter 22 verse 15 and 16 says the angel of the Lord called Abraham from heaven a second time and said I swear by myself declares the Lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only son and In Hebrews chapter 6 verse 13 it says when God made his promise to Abraham since there was no one greater for him to swear by he swore by himself saying i will surely bless you and give you many descendants again jesus swears by himself that there should be time no longer only god can call for the end of an age or for time to be no longer In the last sentence of Revelation chapter 10, verse 3, it says, And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. We see the number seven again here. And the only place we see thunder coming from within heaven is out of the golden altar. Whatever the seven thunders uttered was perfect and complete but no one knows what it is except what it is except God the angels and John John was told to seal up the things which the thunder's uttered and written and write them not In other words John not only wasn't allowed to write down what he heard but he couldn't verbalize them either It seems that whatever the seven thunders uttered it has something to do with the cleansing of Israel, destroying sin forever, establishing everlasting righteousness, and the anointing of the Most Holy. Daniel 9.24 says, Seventy weeks were determined for for Your people and for Your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness. To seal up vision and prophecy. And to anoint the most holy. Revelation 10 verse 7. But in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel. When he is about to sound. The mystery of God would be finished. As he declared to his servants the prophets. This is a clue showing that the opening of the scroll, the sounding of the trumpets, and the pouring out of the vials doesn't happen all in one day. They cross over each other, and one trumpet or vial is not going to wait till the previous one is done before the next one starts. The word mystery appears several times in scriptures. It is a truth that God has kept hidden from all mankind Until now, it is only possible for believers to understand by studying the Word of God. Man's wisdom never has comprehended nor ever will be able to comprehend these truths apart from the Word of God and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What is the mystery of God? Ephesians 3 verses 3 through 10 tells us. That is the mystery made known to me, that's Paul, by Revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the Gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shared together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this Gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of His power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the Church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities of the heavenly realms. Also in Romans, chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all nations might believe and obey him, To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. And then in Colossians 1, uh, chapter 1, verses 25-27, through Paul writes, I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness, the mystery that has been hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints. The saints that's us to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you the hope of glory and in Colossians chapter 2 verse 2 and 3 Paul writes my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So the mystery of God is that the Gentiles were also given the right to become heirs to the kingdom. Those of the flesh, using their finite mind, ears, and eyes, cannot begin to comprehend the spectacular things in store for those who believe in Jesus when the mystery will be revealed to the unbelievers during the seventh trumpet it will be too late for them it will be a judgment for them because as wonderful marvelous and beautiful it will be for the believer in Christ when revealed That is how heartbreaking, sorrowful, terrible, and horrible it will be for the unbelievers because they will see the reality of what they are going to miss. They won't have to be shown where they are going because seeing where they are not going and what they are not going to receive will be worse than the lake of fire where they will be spending eternity.